Hi there, you're listening to the Estranged Heart Podcast, and I'm your host, Creed Revere. Welcome back to our returning listeners, and if this is your first time here, thank you for selecting this podcast to listen to. As we begin today's episode, I invite you to grab a cup of coffee or tea, settle in, and listen with an open heart. But first, the regular disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist or counselor. Nothing within this podcast should be considered or taken as therapy. If you are in need of therapeutic support, such as counseling, please seek out a therapist near you. Before we begin today's episode, I wanted to go over a couple of reminders and a few announcements. So today's episode, AC is away on holiday uh, visiting his mom. And so this will be a solo episode with just myself. I hope that's okay with everyone. Um, And uh, AC will be back for our next episode. A reminder that the third annual Moving Beyond Family Struggles Summit is right around the corner. It's just a few days um, shy of a month away. So October 12th through the 15th. And if you're interested in attending that summit, the registration is free and the link to register is in the show notes. Uh, It's also on the webpage for the estranged heart. It's also on the Instagram page for the estranged heart. So it's in multiple, multiple different places. If you're interested in attending, I will be a speaker on day three for that summit. And there will be a total of 30 estrangement experts who will be speaking at this summit. So Again, if you're interested in attending October 12th through the 15th, registration is free and the registration link is in the show notes uh, for the podcast today or today's episode. Um, I also wanted to remind everyone that AC and I are doing uh, coaching together. So if you're interested in a coaching session or sessions with both myself and AC, please feel free to reach out via email, theestrangedheart at gmail.com. This could be very uh, enlightening to be able to have the perspective of both a formerly estranged parent and a formerly estranged adult child. You that coaching is very, uh, the style and, and what have you is similar to what you hear here on the podcast with both AC and myself, but it would afford you an opportunity to be able to ask questions of both of us and get those two different perspectives. Um, and so if you're interested in that, please feel free to drop an email and we'll, we'll work on getting you scheduled. Another, um, Well, another announcement is my individual coaching with individual clients is going to be shifting and there will be some revisions with that. That will be forthcoming in October. And so be watching and and listening for those changes to come. I'm trying to streamline some things and um, we'll probably be working with just a select handful of clients at any given time um, instead of trying to spread myself too thin and 
I'm trying to fulfill everyone's needs. I'm trying to uh, rein that in and be more effective in um, kind of honing in on my specific coaching and the clients that I'm working with. So there's information coming forthcoming about that later in, into the fall. Our discussion group that AC and I are moderating with estranged parents and estranged adult children from different families is going very well. It launched last week and thus far we've had some really interesting conversations and insights and lots of ahas and um, which are then prompting further questions. And so that's going really, really well. If you're interested in joining this group, so the group is closed now. We wanted to make sure that we have a really good foundation and that the group is can be successful. And so we wanted to uh, close registration for this group for a few months and, and let it develop into a way that, again, can be sustaining and safe for everyone and um, a place of, of learning and growing in kindness and compassion. So if you're interested in joining this group, please email to get on the list. And then we will open this up in November, uh, again, to join in November of this year. And so you'll need to be on that wait list and have an application that we will uh, send out in November to be able to apply to be in the group. So feel free to drop me an email, theestrangedheart at gmail.com, and I'll get you on the wait list. And my support groups will also be uh, changing in October. Um, so be watching for that if you are an estranged mom or a recently reconciled mother and you're looking for support as you navigate these fields please feel free to reach out. I am happy to uh, help help support you through that. The Recently Reconciled Mothers group is, is really an interesting and um, growing need, I think. Um, and so if you're interested in that group, let me know. As If, if you are reconciled, recently reconciled, you rec recognize, I'm sure, that once you have reconciled with your adult children, it then becomes a different type of need that is that mothers experience as far as support. And so I want to be able to offer that to, to moms who have recently reconciled. And then there will also be a support group for estranged mothers as well. So, yeah, so I think that is... Um, all for the announcements and reminders. So on to today's, today's topic. A couple of quotes to get us started for today's episode titled, Help! My adult child says they do not feel safe with me. The quote is, A safe person is just someone willing to do the emotional work, who has the ability to self-regulate, and the awareness to be kind to themselves when they make mistakes. And that is by the holistic psychologist. So speaking of the holistic psychologist, 
she made a post on Instagram that really stood out to me and which prompted this specific episode because it's also a topic that I hear parents talking about whether they're aware of it specifically or not, whether they actually come out and say it in these words that, you know, my kid says they don't feel safe with me. Um, It comes about in some form or fashion and in most all of my coaching sessions, as well as within all the the Facebook group I met. I run and facilitate as well as the other support groups that I facilitate as well. So I thought it was a topic that was worthy of, of discussion. And so when I saw this post from the holistic psychologist, I thought, well, this pretty much sums it all up. And so I wanted to go through this with you, what she actually posted and expand on those things as it relates to estrangement. So for her uh, she well let me back up parents tend to come to me and say what do they mean by safe Uh, for god's sake i'm their parent of course they're safe with me right now this this episode is not talking about physical safety for those who have been you know physically sexually abused things like that type that level of abuse is not the topic of today's episode so if that is something that is within your wheelhouse or within your your sphere today's episode isn't probably something that you you want to apply to that right um I think by and large, the majority of estrangements are about emotional safety. Okay. So what does that mean? When, when a parent says I'm their parent for the love of God, of course, they're safe with me. Well, the first question I always ask is, how do you know that they're safe with you? Well, because I know I don't abuse them. Of course, they're safe with me. And then my next question is, how do you know that they feel safe with you? And oftentimes that can't be answered because the parent hasn't asked that question of the adult child. The parent hasn't really been in tune with the the child um, either throughout their growing up years and into young adulthood, etc. Even into if you have children who are in their you know 40s and 50s, same thing. We assume as parents that our children feel safe with us because for those of us who are not maliciously out here abusing our children, we would say, well, of course, uh, they're safe with me, right? But we don't know that for sure. I didn't know that about my own children. I assumed I did a lot of assumptions as a parent. And I think most parents do, right? Because you're coming again from that managerial role where you're giving out instructions 
for some of us, and I myself included in this, uh, we were giving out orders, but we are so busy and accustomed to managing things that we're not asking questions. So we're making a lot of assumptions. Okay. So the next piece that parents, um, that I work with a lot with parents is the triggering that happens for the parent when they hear that word unsafe or that their children feel unsafe with them. Their children don't feel safe. And that is so super triggering for parents that they oftentimes have a very difficult time moving beyond that. And then, and they get very defensive about why do you not feel safe with me? Of course, I don't beat you. I don't harm you from the parent's perspective. Again, from that managerial role, I have served to do the opposite. I have served to protect you your entire life. What do you mean you don't feel safe? Right? And again, I get it. When I was estranged, when I started learning about emotional safety, the, the thought that my children didn't feel safe with me was so highly triggering that it was, it was difficult for my therapist to navigate helping me to see something different and entertain something different. So while words and language are powerful and they have meaning behind them, the, the words emotional safety are very powerful words and they do have very specific meaning behind them. I'm asking you as a parent to try to work through your triggers so that you can entertain something different, so that you can begin to get curious about why someone, your child, might be saying this about you. And I will tell you, it's, I won't say it's impossible, but it is, it is, it ranks up there pretty high with being darn near impossible if you are constantly triggered by those words emotionally safe or feeling safe around you. If you're being triggered left, right, and center every time you hear those words, you cannot have space to hear anything different. You cannot entertain any other perspective, any other reason. It, 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 you are in a fight or flight situation when you become triggered by those words. Now, my invitation to you would be to maybe get curious about that. This is what I do with my clients in coaching sessions is I ask them where at what time in their life did they potentially not feel safe emotionally, not physically. And then we have to break that down because for a lot of, a lot of older parents, this is entirely new language for them. They don't understand what this emotional safety means. And so we have to break that down. And in order to attend to your triggers, and when I say triggers, I'm talking about emotional triggers. So when someone says 
the words, I don't feel emotionally safe with you, and you get immediately defensive, you you go into either shouting and saying, what the hell do you mean? I'm your parent. Of course, you you know, you would feel safe with me. I've never abused you a day in my life. If you're responding that way, you're being triggered. If you are responding with utter shock and then you withdraw, you're like, I just can't have this conversation. This is ridiculous. This is, I'm not, I'm not entertaining this, right? You're being triggered. If you begin to cry and hysterically and become super emotional, when you hear these, these words from your child, you're being triggered. That's what I mean when I'm talking about your triggers are getting in the way of you being able to hear what your adult child is saying. And those triggers are coming from a place within you where you didn't feel safe, where maybe someone didn't allow you to have that emotional safety, right? Someone was mean to you. Someone said things to you that hurt your feelings. These are all, this is how triggers come about. So anyway, I'm getting way off topic, but I, I wanted to ho- hopefully help you to understand when I'm talking about triggers, there's a reason the triggers are happening. And for the adult children, under, helping you to understand that your parents are being triggered. Not trigger, the triggering is not because of you and what you are trying to help them to understand, it's coming from their own wounds and their own childhood, typically, right? And so it's putting up walls and barriers to being able to communicate effectively and being able to then have action taken that is meaningful and and helpful and healing and moving in the right direction. So parents, if you're being triggered by these words, I would invite you to consider why you're having such a big emotional response around those words. Okay. Journal on that. If you're in therapy, talk to your therapist about it. Um, But get beneath the word safety or safe, right? Get what, what is the child trying to, to communicate to you? Don't get so hung up on that word. Okay. So what is an emotionally safe person? I don't know. What, what do you think that might mean? Right. When I ask parents this in coaching or in support groups and things, um, some of them have an idea and some of them don't, they really don't. Um, and it's because they've not been taught things about emotions. So it's a really foreign concept. So let's let's walk through some of these that the holistic psychologist listed out, and I'll try to expand on those as it relates to uh, estrangement. So an emotionally safe person, the holistic psychologist says, is someone who their words match their actions. So they what you say, you do what you say you're going to do. And you remain predictable and consistent in that. So in other words, if you say, I, I promise I won't ever interrupt again, well then be predictable and consistent with that, right? They also own it when they are not predictable and consistent with it. 
So if you slip up, you make an amends. You say, oh my gosh, I know I promised you that I would not interrupt you and I just interrupted you. I'm so sorry. And then you move back into that position of not interrupting again. Um, and they communicate about it instead of leaving the other person in the dark. So again, you know, being open and honest about it. So if you interrupt and in the moment you don't recognize it and you get home and you're reflecting over the conversation or you hang up the phone and you're reflecting over the conversation and you realize that you were constantly interrupting that person when you originally agreed to not interrupt them, then you communicate that. You go back to that person and you let them know that you are a, aware of what transpired and that you will work hard to remain predictable and consistent. And then um, the next number two is they validate versus invalidating that person. So your adult child. This, if you have not taken my validation course, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Everyone, all attendees who've attended any of those, that workshop that I present and put on, it, they leave with, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I, I, I mean, they're just astounded at what they learn. And this is absolutely huge. It is a part, um, curiosity and validation are the two biggest things of, of the work that I do with within the estrangement world. So holistic psychologist says they validate versus invalidate. They are curious about what the other person feels, thinks, and believes. They want and try to understand that person's perspective and they do not deny that person's reality. So that is what validating is. All right. To invalidate someone is to deny their reality. Well, I, I'm sorry that that's what you think, but that's just incorrect. That is invalidating. Okay. Um, so to be an emotionally safe person, you have to be able to stop invalidating and start validating. Number three, they apologize to repair and build trust. Okay. So there's in, in an estrangement situation, or if you're recently reconciled, I talk about this often as well we are human beings. We are all going to make mistakes. When we are in communication with another person, it is, you are in expecting the impossible. If you think you will never have a rupture within that relationship or within that communication. If you are an adult child and you are expecting your parent to never have a mistake, in the way that they communicate with you or with you, et cetera, you're, you're being unrealistic. You're, you're setting an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation on your parent. If you are a parent who is expecting the same, again, same thing applies to you, but if you also, if you are a parent and you are holding yourself to an expectation that you will never make a mistake, you are holding yourself to an unrealistic expectation. Ruptures will happen. But how you repair the ruptures is what is important. 
Okay. So being able to apologize and say, I am so sorry. I absolutely screwed up in that moment. Absolutely. I see where I went sideways on that. And I am sorry. I would like to be able to come back and repair that. How can, how can I repair that in a way that would be meaningful to you? Okay. And when we do that, when we acknowledge the rupture and we work to repair the rupture, we are then rebuilding and building trust with our adult children. And that is what begins to help build the safety. You cannot feel safe with someone that you do not trust. Let me say that again. You cannot feel safe with someone that you do not trust. Okay. And there is no chronic um, or habitual apologizing um, just to keep someone from getting upset. So I know moms can have a tendency to do, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, and just go into this overdrive of I'm sorry when, while they may mean that they are sorry, it takes away when it's just this chronic, I'm so sorry, just to get someone to calm down right? It doesn't, it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel real. And if the adult child doesn't feel like it's real and authentic, they won't be able to have the trust in you to then feel safe with you. Okay. The next one is they do not take themselves too seriously. They do not, so underneath that is they don't get stuck in this fight or flight. And we talked about that when I was talking about being triggered, right? You're not in that state of fight or flight and being defensive and et cetera. So you're not in that state of fight or flight. You can see a bigger picture and flexible with your own self-image, right? Instead of it being, um, you know, black and white and, um, you know, start degrading yourself. I see that with a lot of parents. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, I'm never going to get this right. And I, you know, how can I ever know that I'm doing it right? Like they just go down this path of their own self-image of always talking negative, right? So when you don't take yourself too seriously, you're able to be more flexible, Okay. I was one of those parents who took myself so seriously. I had zero flexibility. I never laughed with my children. It's interesting because um, I have photos of my father with me as a child. And in all of those photos, he is never smiling ever. He has, he has had a very stern look. He was always an angry person and, and it showed and everything that he did. And he was not flexible. Now, his anger comes from a significant childhood trauma in all ways. And so there's a reason for that. However, it didn't change the fact that I never had a photo with my dad smiling and laughing, right? He was always very serious. He was stuck in the flight or flight. He was not able to see a bigger picture because when we get in fight or flight, our tunnel, our vision becomes, instead of being this panoramic vision, it becomes very tunneled vision. Okay. And he had a very negative um, self-image for self. So 
there's that. The next is they can regulate their emotions. Um, they take breaks when they're stressed out, overwhelmed, and take in the emotions of others into account. So when you can regulate your emotions, you're not stuck in that fight or flight, you're not being triggered, or if you're being triggered, you recognize it enough to say, I need to take, you know, I need to take some, some time and step back from this for a minute. I'm being highly triggered and I want to respond in a, in a much calmer way. So I'm going to go take some time for myself and I'll be back for this conversation. Right. And they say, you know, perhaps apologizing and taking into the account the emotions of the other person. So if you're a parent, you're taking into account the emotions of your adult child. When your adult child is upset and whether they're, whether they're standing there in person with you or they have sent you an email and it is this email that is this litany of things that you have, you know, their emotions are really high, strong, and it's a litany of all the things you've done wrong as a parent. You're able to take breaks from that and step back and actually take into account their emotions. Where are they coming from emotionally? How have they been hurt? How do they feel that they've been hurt by me? And what can I do to help rectify that? Okay. And then finally, they are open-minded. An emotionally safe person is open-minded. They can see other persons, other people's perspectives, and they do not engage in black and white thinking. I will tell you that I see a lot of older parents who have black and white thinking, and that comes from the way that they were raised. There, there was no emotionally, there, there were no discussions about emotional intelligence or emotional safety, etc. with our older parents when they were growing up. Nor did the parenting books give any of that information to them as they were parenting their children. So they tend to be very stuck in, in black and white thinking. It's this way or that way. And those are the only options, right? And our younger children are much more flexible with that. So in order for them to feel safe with you, you need to have a, an, a mind that is open to entertaining different perspectives, to seeing things from another perspective, you know, things that you might feel are quote unquote ridiculous. This is, this is, I've, you know, this is crazy making. Why do I have to do this? Well, it might be crazy making for you, but then my, my question for you is why, why is it crazy making for you? Why do you feel like it's crazy making? Right? Is it because this is the way that you were taught? And then I'm going to challenge you if it's the way that you were taught in your home growing up, and in your world as an, a young adult having kids at home and things like that, if that's what you learned, I, that also means you can learn a different way. Right? So how can you learn to get beneath the words to find out what what are they really trying to communicate? Right? So these are the things that the holistic psychologist has listed as someone who would be an emotionally safe person. Um, 
I wanted to, as I be, began to wrap up, you know, I, I just want to remind you, safe people are not perfect people. Emotionally, for a child to feel emotionally safe with you doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. And again, I will say to the adult children, if you're expecting your parent to be perfect, that's an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation. And parents, if you're expecting your adult children to be perfect, that's unrealistic as well. So understand that people are not perfect. They have flaws. They will make mistakes. But when we can come from humility, we can have curiosity and a willingness to grow and learn. That is what sets a safe person apart from people who are not safe, right? They're aware of their flaws. They have humility about it and are committed to growing and learning. So where are you at on, in that, on that scale of humility, curiosity, knowing your flaws and having a willingness to grow and learn. Where are you at with that? And I'm asking that of both the parents and the adult children. Do you have those things? Are those things in place for you about the other person? Right? So if you'd like more information, if you'd like anything related to coaching around this and how to be an emotionally safe person for your adult children, please reach out. I'm more than happy to help you learn what this means and learn how to, to become an emotionally safe person in a way that's non-threatening to you, right? My coaching, there's no, I, there's no judgment. There's no, you've screwed up and now here's where you're at. So get your crap together and, and here's what you need to do to move forward. I don't coach that way. All of my clients, I think, would agree that I come into this with curiosity for myself. I challenge my clients to entertain a different way of thinking. And I do all of that with kindness and compassion. So I hope that there was something here today that can help discharge some of the triggers around this emotionally safe piece for you that will allow you to begin to explore this in a way that, that feels reasonable for you and allows you to grow and evolve as a human being. Because I'm here to tell you, we all need to have people in our lives who are emotionally safe for us. And the more that we can be that for other people, not just our children. I talk all the time, again, about the work that we do in estrangement as parents in order to come back into re relationship with our children has ripple out effects. It affects everyone else in our life. Everyone. Until next time.
this brings this episode to a close. I hope that this time together was time you feel well spent and that you were able to find some takeaway nuggets to help you on your journey, wherever you may be on your estrangement and reconciliation path. If you feel you've received something helpful or positive from this podcast, please consider following us, sharing this podcast with others, leaving a positive review, perhaps entertaining becoming a guest on our show, or following us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under the same name, The Estranged Heart. As a reminder, there is an online support group on Facebook. If you are a estranged mom who identifies as being spiritual and approaches estrangement with a sense of curiosity rather than blame and judgment and desire to do inner self-work and reflection, please seek us out. We can be found at facebook.com backslash estranged mothers support group. And lastly, if you are an estranged parent or an estranged adult child and would like to have your story shared on the podcast anonymously or not, please reach out to me via email at theestrangedheart at gmail.com.